0: The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends 19 million dollars a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation.
1: Swain Event, feel about that and barbecue. Let's get to hour two here, and let's start hour two going to the Irish Network's hotline. Let's bring in Jay. Jay, good morning. Swain, good morning, brother. What's up, man? Hey, I'm,
2: I'm living. I'm living, buddy. Uh, You know, Swain, I, I would like to uh, – y'all was talking about renovation. I'd like to see – I'd like to see Thompson. I'd like to see Tennessee. I'm This ain't going to happen, but I'd like to see Tennessee get a new arena that's better set up for basketball. What's wrong with it now? And- uh, it's too big. It's, uh, it's, the students are too far away. They're behind the basket. Um, you know, you see what Ole Miss did with their new arena, what Auburn did. You see what Alabama's about to do with their new arena. Their, their, their seatings are somewhere between like twelve and 15,000. And they, they set it up to where the students are right on the court, you know, on the side, kind of like what Auburn does. I'd like to see Tennessee do something like that. I mean, it, it's a nice arena, but, um, you know, I'd like to see it a little bit smaller and the students closer to the court and kind of on the side, kind of like what you see with Duke and what a lot of these schools are doing with their new arenas.
3: What would you put the capacity at if you were in charge?
2: I, I think the perfect capacity. You know, see, I'm, I'm a fan or I'm a proponent of I'd li- I would like. I want Nealand to stay above 100,000. But I actually think Thompson Bowling could down, downgrade their capacity. And I'd put it somewhere like around, you know, 14 or so. Because what are we at right now, around 20?
3: 21, 6, seven, 8, according to Google.
2: i I'd put like around 14 or 15. And it would look better for Lady Ball game.
3: Yeah, I, I wouldn't make a decision. To be quite honest, I would not make a decision based off of what it would look like for the Lady Balls game. Uh, if anything, put the black curtains up and put everybody in the lower bowl, uh, <laughs> and put everybody yeah. t- together instead of spacing them out. I like the way Thompson Bowling is is set up, and I I realize that it it would be better to have them along the the court, the the way you are describing, but mm-hmm. also they they I mean they take up half the side of the court right now, as it is, I mean, that that side of where Tennessee's bench is, that, that side of the court gets really, really loud during games because they are behind the basket. And they also bleed over um, a couple of sections down the the side of the court as well. They're, they're that whole corner over there opposite of Tennessee's bench. And for big games, I mean, they are extremely loud and effective, in, in my opinion. And And then, I mean, it, it kind of stinks that the other team will only shoot on that end for for one half of the game in front of the students for one half of the game. but I, I don't think that's as, as bad as some make it out to be not saying that you are just making it seem like the end of the world, but some do and I, I don't think that's the case. If, I, I like Tennessee's capacity honestly. If, if
1: you could if you could make a decision of you know where you would what you would have it and where you would want the students to be seated. seated like, I would want students to be seated like, like Duke. I would want students to be seated like, like Auburn. I don't want students on one side of the court. Um, I want them right in the middle. I want them affecting the, the game. So, there's really no way to do it right now. Um, I think you're too, mm-hmm. too knee deep in how things have been um, here for a very, very long time. But, like, football's the same. Basketball is the same here. Yeah, the crowds are, are big, and the crowds can get loud. And when they are loud, like, it's one of the best environments in, in the country. But, like, ideally, you want students affecting more of the game more of the time. And the students being seated right along the um, – right at half court and right at midfield, right by the visitor's bench, that affects the opposing team more than anybody – more than anything. Mm. So I'm with, I'm with you, Jay.
2: Yeah, I mean it, it's just a. I know it's just a pipe dream. I mean I know we're not about to build a, a new a new arena, but I mean Thompson Bowling is really nice. And it is. I, I I've never been to Rough Arena, but to me it, it looks nicer than Rough Arena. Uh, now Ben, you could probably maybe speak on that, but or, or Swain, if you've been up there, but I do agree we got to paint the outside. We got to do something to Thompson Bowling. I mean it's just the outside of it. I will brick it up. I don't know. Do something to it.
1: Don't stripes, according to Sean Reed. He said that's, that would be good. But, I mean, a little paint, man. A little paint wouldn't It would look better hurt. than what it looks like right now, I'll tell you that. Yeah, a little paint wouldn't hurt. Yeah, yeah.
3: So, Ben, what's the nicest arena you've been in? Auburn, because it's brand new. Auburn, yeah, it because it's brand new. But I, I like, I'm sorry, I, I prefer Tennessee's arena more than I, I do Auburn's arena. I, I, I wish the, the, the students were Positioned at Tennessee like they are in Auburn, but that—that's the only thing that I'm jealous of. Like, there, there's a reason that 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 arena sits eight thousand. They 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 can Damn. mark their ten thousand. They they can market it to oh, we do it for this reason and 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 mm-hmm. that reason. No, it's because you sucked at basketball for a long time. That's true, and, and nobody wanted to show up the games. That that's why your arena is what it is. And I. I, if I would not cut the capacity by 7,000, uh, like you had mentioned, Jay. I mean, yeah. maybe if you, if you want to take a 1,000 or two off, okay. I mean, that that's, that's fine. But, like, Tennessee basketball has one of the best environments for a college basketball game in the entire country. And I don't think we give ourselves enough credit for the environment that we create. I mean, there, there's been two games this year. The Arizona game absolutely allowed – the environment is what set up Tennessee to win that basketball game. Arizona peed down its leg the first ten minutes of the game because they could not think straight because of the environment. And and same with the LSU game.
2: Mm-hmm. Well Ben, we put we put sixteen, seventeen thousand fans in that arena when we know we're not going to the NCAA tournament. Exactly. I now I mean people don't I don't think people realize how much Tennessee fans actually like basketball. Mm-hmm. And um so I, I I get what you're saying there, and um, before I get out, guys, the the football uh, renovations and stuff. I heard they're going. I heard a rumor they're going to either expand the weight room or like, you know, build another weight room and use the current weight room space for like a, a players' lounge or something. Have y'all heard anything like that?
1: I have not, but it makes sense because um, when you look at the kind of the the, the Additions of the uh, expansion. It had some, um, like some player area that was kind of going, uh, in the direction of where the practice fields are right now. And that, you know, right. in, that, in that direction. So that makes, that makes sense because that's where the weight room is currently. Like you can, you can go out the door out of the weight room now and just step right into the practice field. So that, that makes sense. Um, I mean, goodness gracious, we've done so much with the weight room in the last couple Mm. of years, Mm. but you look around the SEC and, you know, Georgia just did something to their weight room and South Carolina did something to theirs, so uh, it makes sense. I have not heard that, though, Jay.
2: Yeah, I heard that they're either going to expand the current one or they're going to build a new and bigger one and use that current one as like a new player's lounge, so that'll be interesting to see, but... Man, this facility, guys, it's just, it's like computer technology. Yep. Year, two years and you're outdated. It's unreal.
1: Yep. It's like, it's like cell phones, man. Like, yeah. every time you turn on the TV, there's a new cell phone with, like, an extra you know, camera. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, b- before you know it, like, like, I remember when there was an iPhone and you could take pictures. And then a couple of years later, it was like a commercial that came out showing you how you can make a movie with your iPhone. It's. i mean it's crazy it is it is crazy the technology uh how much it advances on a daily basis so before you know it i mean these facilities will be outrageous oh yeah yeah
2: they already are they already are it's it's, it's never ending it's never ending guys y'all hang in there man
1: thank you like thompson bowling arena is Is one of the best places in America to play basketball. It is. But if you wanted like if you wanted to create the perfect scenario, because the perfect scenario would be to have the size and the student section being in a proper place, then then you would you would you would have like a mixture of Duke Auburn with the Tennessee crowd being at twenty thousand. Like if you can create the perfect scenario, that's what I would create. But you you can't get much better than the atmosphere against Arizona. Uh, I remember a couple years ago when when Tennessee hosted Kentucky when Tennessee was number one in the country that that season. They were not number one in that game, but that was the Grant to Jordan Bowden alley oop dunk. Which game? Uh, when Tennessee hosted Kentucky uh, yes. and beat the brakes off of them like that. That place was banana. TBA is and elite atmosphere in college basketball. It really is. But if you want it perfect, you, if you want it perfect, you have the student's position a little differently. That's all I'm saying.
3: I agree with you. I, I do. If I could make that decision, I would. But I, I, I still think we over-exaggerate the, the student section aspect of, of TBA. I, I still think that they have a, a, a great, large impact on the game and that student section is, is bigger than, than people realize. Um, but in a perfect world, you would definitely like to, to, to move it. If anything, just swap corners, swap corners, move, move the students over to the opposite corner visiting side. And like it would bleed over behind the bench because again, I don't think people realize that, you see the, the students right behind the basket but that's not just the student section the student section is far bigger than that it, it's that whole corner of where the awaiting that that tunnel they come in and out of that's where the stu- the most of the student section is above that tunnel and I I'll, I can look next time I'm in there but like they they span three, four, five sections of that corner. And they bleed over to, to where they do run along the, the side of the court by like one or two sections. So if anything, flip them to the opposite corner, and they can be behind the opposite basket, and then bleed over the way that it's situated now. It would bleed over, and they would be behind the the visiting bench. They would. So flip that. Or if anything, I'd like to see a way to, to have – the, the section that is right behind the basket closer to the floor I don't know how you would do that, but it, it seems like that that section of the students that are right behind the basket it seems like they're kind of far away they are really from, far. from the floor and Tennessee also does a good job of putting students on the floor in that corner as well. remember taco man and the taco suit like those students are right there on the floor some of them there's two three rows that I don't know off the top of my head of another SEC arena that does that, where students are literally on the floor. They have courtside seats, like three rows of them, behind the basket and uh, along the side of the court. But right before you get to kind of the TV booth and the season ticket holders, yeah. so I, I do think Tennessee student section is, is better than than people realize. But in a perfect world, you would like to have a Duke or Auburn setup. But let's also not forget that they have to do that for a reason. They're doing that because small. Oh. It's a small arena. Mm-hmm. They don't really have. Anywhere else?
1: I wonder. To, to I wonder, hit. like, what's the student situation at Syracuse? Because Syracuse, they're 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 number one every year in attendance because they have a huge, huge arena, uh, or Carrier Dome, which is where they play football too. So, like, I wonder where where their students are positioned uh, at, at, at Syracuse. Looks like they just looking at the photos. Looks like they're located directly behind one of the baskets. Oh, there it is. There its A six five two hundred fifty five zero three. And
3: I, I mentioned the Arizona
1: game and
3: the LSU game. It's not just those elite games that, that Tennessee hosts either, in which the crowd is, is a great atmosphere, an elite atmosphere. When Kentucky comes to town next Tuesday night, Thompson Bowling Arena will be on fire. When Arkansas comes to town next Saturday, that game time still has not been announced, which is weird. But regardless of whatever time that game tips off, Thompson Bowling, or well not next Saturday, but it's the last Saturday. They go to Arkansas next Saturday. But Arkansas does come here. When when they come, it'll be in fuego. When, when Auburn comes in a couple of Saturdays, the, the roof might cave in from, from the noise or – skyrocket into space so. uh, because of, of the noise. But it's not just the big games. It, it, it is the Florida game this year. That was a 6 p.m. tip-off, and it was a late-arriving crowd because it, it's hard for people to get off work and, and get there. But when people did get there, I mean, it's a Wednesday, Wednesday night, and, and Thompson Bowling was loud, very loud. And, and some of the other games, like A&M, Against lesser opponents that aren't the perceived big time matchups, TBA gets loud. The fact of the matter is that Tennessee fans are one of the best fan bases, most passionate fan bases in the country, and it and it doesn't matter if it's football, if it's men's basketball, if it's women's basketball, if it's baseball, softball, if if it's if it's got a T on it, Tennessee fans are going to show up and, and passionately cheer their team on I mean, oh, you saw it, you saw it this past season with the uh, lindsey nelson stadium in, in the super regional so uh, i i don't think the atmosphere at tba gets enough credit N- amongst national media members and, and even amongst some some tennessee fans i mean me and my buddies had this conversation the other day where one of my buddies was spouting off all these other schools that have elite atmospheres and i'm like you can't tell me that the arizona game and and all these other games, when when Tennessee clinched the SEC, when when Admiral stole that that pass on on the sideline and, and dunked it, I thought TBA was gonna crumble from all the noise. I love it. I love it inside of TBA, as
1: as you can tell. Oh, I can tell. I can tell for sure. Sorry, Daisy says T B twelve headed to Tennessee. I bet. About that one, (laughs) I don't know about that one.
3: It it would be a great landing spot for him. We kind of talked about this last week. I mean, he, the Titans were able to pull that off. Then,
4: ooh,
3: I mean, it'd be a great position for him. I, I, if I were him, I'd try to go back
1: home to San Francisco. Uh, Chris on the text box says, "What are the current renovations happening at Nealon now?" Well, uh, they're adding some some club seating in the lower bowl right around the the 50-yard line. Uh, They'll be adding a new um, jumbotron opposite the the big one that's currently there. And uh, they'll be adding a a club bar type of um, area where you can watch the game and stand up and hang around the bar. So, Couple different renovations going on right now, and I have not seen a recent picture of of Nealon. Um, but the day after the last home game, man, they they were getting to work. So I can't wait to see what it looks like. I, I really, I really can't wait.
3: Speaking of the Titans, did uh, you see that uh, AJ Brown swing yesterday? He would uh he'd be a great replacement for Freddie Friedman after Freddie Freeman signs with the Yankees here in a couple weeks. Braves are going to need a new first baseman after Freeman signs with the Yanks. He frustrated man. AJ Brown would be a uh, be a good option. AJ Brown had a pretty swing, but he is one of the uh, the few athletes, if not, did I, I can't remember if I read the first one or, or one of like three to to play in both the Under Armour All American Football Game and Baseball Game. He's drafted by the Padres in like the nineteenth
2: round.
1: He's uh um, he he He's is a freak. He's he's still mad about that game in the playoffs, man. He's trying to channel you know, channel his injury in a positive way and not getting in trouble. He's frustrated, man. That wasn't nice my swing though. That was like a Bo Jackson type of swing right there. does not have anything to do. It's
3: like my guy Kari I've, on his Instagram. He's been hitting. He's been posting on his Instagram story. Hey, give me things to do in Nashville. I don't know what to do. It's the first. First offseason season in the league where I haven't been in school and I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah, that's a coffee shop, just chilling yesterday for a couple of hours. Somebody help my guy you out. Give him something to do.
1: Five cent vault says Ben, shut your mouth. You shut your mouth. He ain't going to the Yankees, or at least I hope not to my Freddie Freeman. Braves tripping. Still ain't signed him yet. Well, they can't right now because they're in the lockout. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right.
3: But we they... might not have
1: any baseball for a
3: while. Well, have college baseball starts next Friday. Well, nine days, baby. You don't. Know. I know, I know. Major league. But the Braves are tripping. They don't they don't want to give him an extra year or two, despite all that Freddie has been through in that organization and done for that organization. It's it's ridiculous. It's not how you treat guys who you're going to retire their jersey. You're you are going to retire Freddie Freeman's number five and and you, you do not treat him the way that
1: the Braves are treating him this offseason. No, nah, you can't do that, man. You got, you got to you got to show love to your to the cornerstones of your of your organization. Simple, simple as as that. Man, there's some there's some DBs I've I've seen hit the portal. Ben, I've been watching the portal. I've, I've seen a uh, lower level All American DB hit the portal. I've been seeing some so defenders from MTSU. Mm hmm. I've been you know that's an area where Tennessee certainly needs to uh, address. Uh, I, I saw Lincoln Riley's comments. Uh, I was rolling. I was laughing too. I was rolling at Lincoln Riley's comments because OU fans are, I mean, how did the fish grease right now? And as a Tennessee fan, you're kind of sitting back and watching the, the dumpster fire at Auburn and kind of what happened at OU. OU has been able to kind of bounce back a little bit with some with a nice hire, but they still lost a lot of players. And, and yesterday, uh, Lincoln Riley was on. Colin Cowherd, and uh, he said, we didn't take players from Oklahoma. We took players from the transfer portal. Those players and their families had to make a decision to stay at that university or to enter the portal where they could be recruited by anybody. I mean, technically, he ain't wrong. I mean, he, he could have left OU to go to USC and not reached out to any player at all. And those players, on their own, got into the transfer portal, and he recruited him just like he, everybody else recruited him. He could be telling the truth, but like who? I mean, who's really buying what Lincoln Riley says? And with that one, well, it's hilarious though. Oklahoma
3: beat writers have reported that that did not happen.
1: I mean, if I'm Lincoln Riley, I'm recruiting my old players too. That's that's it. that's layup. I'm taking layups. Right. You're not going to recruit Caleb Williams. Yeah, it's layups. <laughs> and, man, he
3: – It's just that he's lying through his teeth. Well, he's a oh, coach. Oh, that's what coaches do. Correct. Unless you're Rick Barnes or Tony Vitello or Josh Heifel. Or Kelly Harper. Or Kelly Harper or or Karen Weekly. a.k.a. unless you're a Tennessee coach. That that, that does not happen. But the, the Oklahoma media has not necessarily, like, tweeted it out or – Written a story on it, but on the message boards over in Oklahoma, in Norman, the, the the reporters and media members have alluded to it. Like if you connect the dots, then then you can understand that Lincoln was tampering.
1: Would you would you would you not do the same thing if you were in that position?
3: I absolutely would. I absolutely would. I just wouldn't go on national TV and lie about it and bring more attention to it. I don't know the question that was asked, but I I would avoid discussing it if I could.
1: (laughs) I would not say what he said. I would just avoid bringing attention to it. I would be just like Jimbo Fisher. I would be just like Nick Saban. I would be just like politicians. And I would get up there and lie straight through my teeth and get upset about it and, and point the finger to the other side. Whatever whatever it takes. That's what I would do as a coach, which is why I'm not a coach because I, I couldn't – like, that's not my personality. I couldn't do that. Uh, but that's what we're seeing. Like, Lincoln Riley, to say all he said with a straight face. Jimbo Fisher, to say all he said with a straight face. Nick Saban, to say all he said with a straight face. It's like, how do you do that? That is a talent. That is a skill to sit there and not – tell the truth and not say the truth. And you're not, you didn't even wink. You didn't even, he didn't even breathe. Basically. It just, it, it seems so natural. It's actually kind of believable. It's a skill, man. It is a skill that these coaches have that they, they are really good at not telling the truth. I like how Lincoln put it though. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Maybe Lincoln keep, keep some of those players in California not let him go to Alabama maybe it helps Tennessee. who knows who knows but Nico is available and Nico's not locked in to go to USC so it ain't hurt Tennessee
3: what's his last name
1: Nico 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 that's his name Yamaliva what'd you say Yamaliva That what Austin said yesterday Austin's Austin. wrong Austin, uh, it's close it's closer today than it was yesterday before Austin joined us. So you're ahead of me. That's for sure.
3: Yama yeah, Lava. Hot lava.
1: That's not that's not it either. It's definitely not it. It's not hot lava. But when you see him throw, you might, you might want to call him just hot lava, because we're throwing flames out there, man. A six five, two hundred fifty-five oh three, hour two is brought to you by Action Two Four Seven. Be right back.
4: The conversation doesn't stop when the show is over. Follow the Swain event on Twitter and like this show on Facebook. Fellas,
1: when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make. And that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep.
0: More and more, Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses.
1: Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer.
4: You can catch up on the podcast posted daily on the app, online, and on iTunes. Awesome!
1: Touchdown or Turnover is backed by El Corton Federal Credit Union, a place where you belong. 20 fuel fueled by that and Barbecue. It is time for touchdown turnover. Back by Alcoa 10, Federal Credit Union, a place where you belong, better rates and better service. Big game tonight. Tennessee, Mississippi State. It's always a tough place to play. Hump-free Coliseum. Seats 10,000. The hump is what they call it. First game without Olivier Camelot. Went out with the ankle injury, had surgery. So now you have inserted Uros as your probable starter, along with Josiah Jordan James, Justin Powell. Yeah, that's who you inserted. Justin Powell, Santiago Viscovi, Kennedy Chandler. Does Josiah continue the streak or the tear? um, the offensive tear that he has been on the last couple games, does he continue it tonight? Does he drop 17 or more points tonight for, for Tennessee against Mississippi State? Do you see Josiah dropping 17 or more tonight? Touchdown turnover.
3: I'll say touchdown. I'll say touchdown. Mississippi State, I don't think it's a good matchup for Tennessee in the post. They they've got some some guys that that can really play, uh, Javion Davis, Garrison Brooks, Cameron Matthews, um, but they're not very good defensively. They're I, but Tennessee should be able to find offensive success. This this is a Mississippi State team that is different than the than the the, the opponents that Tennessee has faced over the last several weeks, it seems like every game's been uh, a team that is great on defense and so-so on offense or, or good on offense. But Mississippi State, they're, they're below average on defense and good on offense. According to Kim Palm, they're the 28th most efficient offense in the country. Defensively, the 81st most efficient defense in the country. So, teams... Have shot well against Mississippi State this year. Teams have not turned it over against Mississippi State this year. Uh, they, they shoot well from three. They they get to the free throw line. State, again, they don't force a lot of turnovers. Uh, they, they don't give up a lot of offense rebounds. Uh, and they, they do block shots. Um, but... I think uh, Tennessee's offense, the way that it's been planned, at least last week a- after the Texas game, uh, really since that, that 17-2 to run to end the Texas game, the offense has has looked really good. Theoretically, it should continue tonight when, when you look at Mississippi State on paper. So I'll, I'll say touchdown. I, I think Josiah gets the 17 points. He's not just playing well. I, I think the biggest thing for him is just he's kind of – had the, uh, a different mindset, This seems like, the last couple of, of games, a little more edge to his his style of play. So I think that's been his biggest benefit. So I'll say touchdown.
1: I think Josiah scores 17. Yeah, me too, man. I think he's going to come out and be aggressive early. Uh, I think Josiah is 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 kind of the key here offensively because Viscovi, you, you know what he's going to give you. You know he's going to be able to make open shots. Uh, even if he misses shots early, he's still, he's still going to take them with confidence. Uh, Kennedy can always create his own shot. We know what Zaka was going to do off the bench. Josiah making shots early makes this team different, man. Makes this team different. And I think they will try to find ways either organically, uh, or drawing up something for Josiah to to get situations where he gets open shots early, because when he, when the ball goes in the hoop early and he's being aggressive and he's making shots, hey man, Dennis, Dennis, Tennessee hard to beat and they've proven proven that over the last um, couple couple games. Now Rick Barnes he's been successful over old Ben Howland last couple last couple games. He holds a Ten and three, head to head record against Ben Howland, seven and two during his time at, at Tennessee. Tennessee leads the all time series eighty six to forty four. Tennessee stands at twelfth in the NCAA's latest net rankings, and each one of Tennessee's losses, six of them, have been to quad one team. So it's not like Tennessee's out here losing to Georgia or, or Vanderbilt. I mean, they've lost us quality, to quality opponents. And this is why Rick Barnes always schedules a, t- a tough non-conference schedule. And the SEC is, is better than ever from top to bottom. Um, so that's the silver lining in, in the record. is that They
3: haven't lost to a team that they should not have lost to. All of their losses make sense. They've exactly. been frustrating. They've They've been embarrassing. Like you said, at least they haven't lost to to Vanderbilt or Missouri or Georgia or some some team like that or, or somebody in the non-con, like Alabama did when it lost to. Uh, Iona. Yes, Iona. I was trying to think of the school Patino coaches at. Uh, yes, the Tennessee has not suffered that type of, of loss, which is which has been terrific. And and we've talked about this the last several weeks. Our discussions about Tennessee have, have been about. How can Tennessee get over the hump? How can Tennessee take the next step? How can Tennessee be great, not just good? That, that's that been our conversation. How do you feel about tonight's game? First game without Olivier Kamwa will be a tough environment. Mississippi State has a solid team. Do you think Do you think the 9 p.m. Eastern tip will, will affect Tennessee? I don't really think that it will because they've it played shouldn't. a couple of tips the last couple of weeks.
1: No, it shouldn't.
3: It, it shouldn't. But overall, how do you feel about tonight's game? you think he's due he for a loss in, in conference play, especially now that uh, first game without Olivier?
1: Yeah, the, the, w- without Olivier, defensive presence down low and his athleticism, that, that bothers me because mm-hmm. there's really, really only one other guy that can provide that type of athleticism inside the paint defensively, and that is John Fulkerson. Uros is not athletic. He's, he's just big. Know, he's and just, physical. He's just big. And has an edge to Yeah. Game. And then, you know, Bradley Huntley Hatfield was just I mean, he's just not he's just not ready. Don't look at me like that. I mentioned him because everybody like to throw his name out there like they don't know what's going on. Like he, he's not ready. He's not good right now. AKA he's not ready. He's not yeah, he's just not he's not ready. So yeah. folks can get off the message boards, folks can get off social media, you know, people just he he's not ready. I
3: mean he came in
1: and immediately got a technical
3: on Saturday he's just, he's against st- Carolina. I was in I was eating lunch at, at the bar, so I didn't have the volume turned on and I missed it. But he like threw the basketball at somebody when, when, when he got his technical, Brandon.
1: He's not ready, and I mean and, and that's, and that's okay. He not every player that reclassifies most players who, re, who reclassify are not going to just come in in college. and right. just dominate. Like, it's, 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 it's natural. So, like, like, back to my point, replacing the athleticism and the tenacity and the intensity from Olivier, that's going to be tough, man. That is going to be tough. So, that that worries me. That worries me. I wonder if Jonas Adu. Is it Adu or Adu? Do? I don't know.
3: Did they have the pronunciation in, in his bio? Back there in the in the back of the the, the game notes, that is there a pronunciation guide right there. Ah, uh, do I do? Okay, Jonas, I do. So I wonder if he'll get a a chance to play tonight. It it kind of sounded like he is, and and Rick has flat out said all year that he's Tennessee's best rim protector. He he said that on Monday morning after he announced that Olivier was probably done for the entire season just based off of the timeline and him needing to have surgery. He he said Jonas is their best rim protector. He sees it every day in practice. But he was he was sick and and missed some time due to injury at the beginning of the year and that kind of set him back. And he he alluded to him needing to to Learn how to be a college basketball player, and that he has taken that step over the last couple of weeks. And uh, he, he may be t- his best rim protector, but learning the the defensive coverages and learning what to do on offense has has been kind of what has held him back. And Rick Rick seemed pretty confident in him taking a step. We'll we'll see if he he plays. I mean, I don't I don't see why you can't at least throw him out there. And, see what and, happens, man. You did and, it with
1: you did it with uh, Hatfield. You yep. throw him out there and saw how. You hot. just never know.
3: Yeah, I, I I want to see him play tonight. Not a ton of minutes, but I I'd, I'd like to see him play and see if he can provide anything. And I let, let me hear what you think, Swain. I asked Rick, what does Brandon need to do in order to take the next step and and really help? replace Olivier's production. And he immediately started talking about Jonas.
1: He tells you all he needs to know. Okay.
3: I, I Rick doesn't send messages through the media to players. He has always been firm in in saying that that he does not send messages through the media because what he tells us is the same thing he's telling the players. Yeah. So, so there's no need to send a message because he's already told them and given them the message <laughs> that he is telling the media. But that that wasn't the case, and I, I I didn't I wanted to make sure I wasn't being too big of a conspiracy theorist. No, like I I thought that was very telling that I asked directly about Brandon, and he immediately started talking about Jonas.
1: Yeah, he he shifted your energy from Brandon to Jonas because he feels like Jonas should be getting more attention because he has been better at practice, and he's developing into a player that can can play now, possibly, as a freshman. And I did see the comments where Rick said that uh, it's harder what people think, you know, to come in and just play as a freshman. It, it, it's a big adjustment. So, I think this is a game where you, you see a, a do, of course, right? Because Olivier's hurt, but he has progressed, and he has watched other guys go in there uh, and play. So, he's learned what to do. He's also learned what what not to do? So Adu has learned what to do. Adu has learned what to do. Adu is gonna do. Do you think we see
3: more? Do you think we see Rick try to give a longer leash to the post players? Has to. Or because Justin Powell is projected as a starter in Tennessee's game notes, and Urosh. Is Urosh the only post player listed as a projected starter?
1: Yeah, um, Josiah's is at the four. Yes.
3: So, do you, do you think that we we see Rick try to force the issue and and get another post player to step up, or do you think we'll see him go to the, the four guard lineup and, and roll with that as much as that he can? Well, it depends on
1: how Tennessee is able to handle Smith and Brooks. I mean, uh, Smith's six eleven, and Brooks at six nine. If, if, if Tennessee is able to handle their own on the boards and defensively in the paint, then I think you will continue to see Tennessee roll with the small four out one in lineup. But if Mississippi State's pounding us and taking advantage of the size, then we may have to go with two post players. And that frightens me right now.
3: Yes, I I, <laughs> I think the post players will dictate the, the lineup. If if Urosh comes out and, and plays like he did against Vanderbilt and LSU a couple of weeks ago then I, I think that Rick will will try to continue to roll with that if, if Folky comes out and, and plays to, to his potential Rick will will roll with that and if Jonas comes out and, and shows something there I mean he'll, he'll roll with that or same with with Brandon the the best solution for Tennessee is John Fulkerson stepping up answering the bell and and playing like he did a couple of years ago. When he was named an All-Conference player, that that gets Tennessee from point B to point A the quickest and the easiest and the most efficient. Yep. Just if, if Folky could just be Folky, then th- this injury will not hurt Tennessee maybe as bad that as as we may think that it that it will. Like, because his minutes in production is replaceable.
1: Like Folky, you saying fo- Folky just be Folky? But the question is, like. Who is Folky? That's true. Because it's it's not It's been two years now. It's not Arizona Fulky and it's not Kentucky a couple years ago Fulky. That's that's like best that's best case scenario. That is everything is right, and stars are aligning. Right. But this Fulky that we have seen is not going to be good enough to deal with Olivier being out. Like, he has to step his game up to another level. So it has to be better than where it is right now. So we need more... more more action um, around the basket. Him being more physical. Not being the recipient of cheap shots. Like, he always is the victim. Like, I want him to be the aggressor. Yeah, just like that—that—that uh, flagrant South Carolina. Like he always is the victim, man. Like I want—I want him to start setting the tone. You want him to throw an elbow and, and you know give I mean, a shoulder check to somebody?
3: I mean, yeah, <laughs> I ain't saying all of that, but it's just—it's. I know what you. Mean. I just—I
1: just—I just, I just, I just want—I just want a little bit more. That's all. I'm with you. Yeah, I just want a little bit more, and it, we gotta have it. We gotta have it from him. Uh, now that Olivier's alleviates out. 865 25503 Be right back.
4: For what is coming up on the
1: Swain event? Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? you know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and social security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com.
0: The Garza Law Firm, let us help. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. There is no better restaurant in town to enjoy the madness of March with. Cheer on the Vols and the Lady Vols with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead in Barbecue, the search is over.
1: We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis
4: elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved.
1: Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available always willing to help and will go above and beyond for their guests the newest hampton inn in knoxville has clean affordable rooms flat screens fridges and microwaves in every room plus breakfast is included in every rate not to mention there's also a pool and fitness center on site if it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants bars and shopping you would never want to leave at only six miles from campus you're still right in where the big orange action is Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill. Or call 865-693-5400.
0: There are articles and news stories that you read about the things that people do. And when you're reading those and you start to shake your head, you start to scratch your head a little bit. You get confused. You don't understand why. You start to ask questions but really there's only one question that matters what is that question you may ask for
1: what i feel like it's uh it's Mississippi State tonight, but I'm going to Hattiesburg, Mississippi, which is uh, the home of Southern Miss. A mystery smell in the city is likened to sewage and animal corpse. Residents say a mysterious smell that has lingered for months in past years is back in downtown Hattiesburg. The smell has also been reported in areas surrounding downtown Uh, including petal. I guess I said that right. Some residents say the smell is like ammonia, with others comparing it to the scent of a rotten animal corpse. The smell is typically most noticeable in the morning, but sometimes rolls in during the evening hours as well. They cannot find where the smell is coming from and what to do with it. I'm giving this city of Hattiesburg a for what? Mississippi, you just stink. It's simple as that. You just stink. So hurry up, get down there, Vols, get this victory and get, get out. out of there as quick as possible. Oh my goodness. Funky State, Mississippi.
3: Ugh. I'm, I'm sorry for our Mississippi Falls out there, but I ain't never heard anybody say they're going on vacation to Mississippi.
1: No, not unless it's tunica. That's it, and you're not really going on vacation. So you're, you're going, going there for a little bit, a weekend trip. Yeah, you're just going for a couple of hours, but My people would rather go to the beach
3: in Alabama than in Mississippi. Correct. Which correct. If, if you
1: are if you are Mississippi, that should tell you all you need to know about what people think of you. Unfortunately, Starfield is not that far away from Hattiesburg. It's, it's hundred, uh, about hundred fifty miles. 150 miles away. So uh, get in there, get that win, and get out as soon as possible, Tennessee. You don't want to get any of that funk on you. So that's about for what today? The city of Hattiesburg, it just stinks. Stank. How many minutes will we see Justin Powell get tonight? From Chip pain. Well, Justin Powell
3: plays in the first half. It depends on if he's taking the open shot. Don't
1: shots. take those. Don't, don't turn down those open shots, Justin Powell. Let those things fly. Let it fly. Vol Birmingham says Mississippi State is a different team at home. They have lost one game all year there.
3: And Tennessee oh. is not good on the road.
1: And the Bulldogs are perfect at home in SEC play. So, in SEC play, they're even, even better.
3: Do you think uh, Brad Matthews is cheering for Mississippi State or yeah. the Vols tonight? He's, and I, and I ask this because he has a bulldog that he is madly in love with, and, and his bulldog actually looks like Mississippi State's bulldog instead of that ugly fat piece of chunk over in Athens.
1: I think I think Brad will be cheering for the Vols tonight. Think, yeah. Or, think, or are you hoping? I mean, he's already. I think,
3: I think you will. Be. I mean, he's a die-hard Ravens fan, but he's going to be cheering for the Bengals in the Super Bowl. So know, can we can weird. we really trust him to cheer for Mississippi State? He not I, cheer for Mississippi State tonight. Since he he has the
1: Bulldogs. He'll be rolling with the Vols tonight. He will. He will. I got trust in Brad. I got trust. Um, Jamie G says, "Any news on Brew McCoy? He is the receiver there at." USC that is going to be transferring out. There's connections between him and Tennessee, several U S former USC players are on Tennessee's roster. Um, Jones has been recruiting Brew McCoy, but no, there's not any, any news as of late.
3: That will be a may decision. His, his, his incident, uh, how how would you describe it? His uh, he, he's had some legal stuff that he needs to work out, and it, and it has not been
1: yet worked out. Uh, yeah, he was he following was, an incident there at USC. Yeah, he was accused of of um, domestic violence incident with the with the female, and there's a lot of witnesses that went against her story, and the case has to be closed. And it did not get closed. And it's not closed yet in, because in yeah, the NCAA made a rule a couple of years ago where if you have, like, a domestic violence um, case or you can't just transfer and go to a new school. Like, it has to be resolved and closed. As shit. Uh, because, because the NCAA don't they don't – and I agree with this. You you have a Joe Mixon situation at OU and he goes to another school and, and there's no type of re, re, repercussions and, or anything. That's not – that's not what you want. So, that's why they made that rule, but that has to be closed first before uh, Brew McCoy can officially transfer. So, uh, latest I've heard that he, um, and a lot of people um, side with him, suggesting that what he was accused of, he was innocent of. So,
3: But I think Tissy's still in a good spot, assuming that that all gets cleared. It's just... If he does ultimately come to Tennessee, it won't be until May, until after that does get revol-
1: resolved. Cedar Tillman needs a running mate. He got one. No, he don't. I, he don't have one yet. He don't have one yet, Ben. Stop playing with me. He needs a running mate. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Hour three is coming up. Stay with us.